The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. And the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild beasts. And the angels waited on him. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. The Gospel of the Lord. Lent this year seems only to be a continuation of the Lent that we began last year. It was almost at this time last year that we began to seriously consider needing to shut down our ability to gather. And it was only in mid-March last year that we finally started to do that in earnest and began to wonder how would we go through the life of Christian community and make it through the pandemic and still feel like a community as broken and fragmented as we became and as isolated as so many of us felt. Last weekend, as some of you know, we were up on Mount Shasta snowshoeing around up at Bunny Flats at about 7,000 feet. The weather up there, by comparison, was positively balmy. It was like 32 degrees. It was amazing. And sure enough, on Monday morning at about 4.30 in the morning, my phone began to explode with text messages from my family in the Midwest and in the South. My parents woke up in Northwest Arkansas to 16 degrees below zero. Fortunately, they still had power. As many of you know from the news, that was not the case for millions of people living in Texas and other parts of the Southern Midwest. It's been a rough week for many. Life in the wilderness, you might say, especially as store shelves began to empty and potable water became a scarce commodity. It seemed as though we had come to the very end of civilization itself. 
That is partly the image of the first Sunday in Lent, Jesus' time in the wilderness. And that time in the wilderness is critical for us as well, even though that wilderness seems awfully familiar about now. Many of us are accustomed to fleeing to the wilderness on a regular basis just to get away from all the pressures and the complexities of civilization. But if you're like us, when you normally do that, you make sure that you have some of the good creature comforts that we all take for granted, like running water and a place to keep warm and a bed with clean sheets at night. We were reminded this week just how precious those resources are. Jesus, when he goes out into the wilderness in today's gospel, has none of that. But why does he go there? And more to the point, why does the Spirit drive him there? For our ancient spiritual ancestors, the place beyond the Jordan River on the east side of Israel was the place beyond civilization itself. It was the place of exile, you might say. It was also the place where Israel, according to the deep spiritual and scriptural tradition, had wandered in the wilderness 40 years. For a long time, I used to think about Mark's gospel as sort of the Cliff Notes gospel, the shortened, abbreviated version, where you could at least get a summary, a sort of basic picture of what God was up to in the life of Jesus, whom we call the Christ. But the older I get, the more I recognize that the reason Mark is so short and pithy is because he wants us to bring our deep imagination and our hearts into the barest story. Mark leaves so much room for his audience to reflect. And today's brief words about Jesus going into the wilderness has none of the drama that we hear in Matthew and Luke about Jesus confronted by Satan and arguing and wrangling over words, teachings and scripture and ways of being faithful. Instead, we get this incredible thumbnail picture that draws us in. On the one hand, Jesus in the wilderness is tempted by Satan. On the other hand, Jesus is attended to by the care of angels. And in the middle, Jesus is dwelling with the wild beasts. A truth that many of us have come to recognize during this time of being in the wilderness of pandemic is that it's the wild beasts in our lives that are actually the happiest. 
For any of you who keep a dog, you may recognize this pattern, but our dog, Neville, has never been happier since the pandemic began and the pack has been home a lot of the time. No one was happier to see us come back from Mount Shasta on Tuesday evening than our little dog, Neville. He is always delighted to see us back home. Daniel reports that he mopes on the couch when we are away, sulking a little bit, awaiting our return. The other theme of today's readings, which perhaps is more critical than ever for us to hear in these days, is that in that beautiful and familiar story about Noah and the rainbow, we hear about God making a covenant not only with Noah and his children, but with the creatures of the earth, with all flesh. A promise, a promise of life, a promise of the gifts, of all the things that we know are precious to life, like the sunshine and the water and even the air we breathe. Mark wants us to understand that Jesus' presence with the wild beasts is not just presence with the creatures of the earth, but presence with our bodily, creaturely form as human beings. Later, medieval interpreters would paint wonderful images of Jesus in the wilderness and many animals all around him, each representing a particular spiritual challenge or virtue. That is us, again, coming into the lines of Mark's gospel and finding ourselves there. Jesus has gone out to the wilderness, not simply to escape civilization or get away or confront himself, but actually to dwell with us in our wilderness experience. We are, you might say, among the wild beasts maybe a little bit like Neville these days, sitting alone, awaiting a future time for us to be in companionship physically again. Those days are coming. The promise of Jesus' sojourn in the wilderness is that he is with us even in that lonely place where we have in one year the temptations and on the other hand angels attending to our needs think of all the people who turned out in the midwest and texas this week to help those most in need Think of the ways that we have been reaching out to others and people have been reaching out to us in this time of our long Lenten wilderness of pandemic. 
the angels attending to us. As we look forward, as we await our ability to gather again, we look for that message of hope that Jesus offers when he returns to Galilee. The kingdom of God has come near. It is among us, and it is coming ever closer. service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon.